It's July 23rd, 2021, and today we'll talk about the effect of the Delta variant on herd immunity numbers. Welcome to Dr. Vaughn's COVID-19 Updates, the podcast that updates you daily on the pandemic. seems like we're back to a daily podcast or at least weekdays with all of the updates on the COVID-19 pandemic. Hopefully this will not continue, but it's it's looking like we will be having quite a few updates uh, coming up in the coming weeks with what we see with the Delta variant and, and what it changes about the whole picture of the pandemic. This it really does make it a, a different situation and gives us on top of our already our our great emphasis on trying to get people vaccinated. It's it's like on top of that, having the whole thing all over again of a, a reinvigoration of this feeling of an urgency to get people vaccinated because in addition to what we already had of the of trying to finally just knock out and put the final death blows to the COVID pandemic, now we're having to deal with the the exponential increase in cases and deaths that will be accompanying that uh, coming in the in the following weeks uh, based on uh, what we're seeing and, and this comes from something called the reproduction rate or the the R not you may have heard about this early on in the pandemic it's a a measure used by epidemiologists to give us an idea of how quickly a virus spreads, the reproduction rate, the idea is that if they have an R0 of one, then everybody who gets infected gives the virus to one other person. This is, you know, on average. And an R0 of greater than one means they give it to more than one person so that instead of just having a constant number of people with an infection, the, the number of people infected keeps getting higher and higher and higher at any given time. Well, the R0 of the original strain of COVID that we were working with was around 2.4. Roughly 2.4 people would get infected for every person who caught COVID-19. So you can see how that leads to an increase that gets, of course, exponential. Uh, So it gets really big over time. Well, we've gone from a strain that was an R-naught of around 2.4 to an R-naught of around 6, twice as contagious Uh, as transmissible. This thing really spreads. Not as bad as something like measles with an R-naught estimated to be between 12 and 18, but still uh, pretty significant. It's it's about half of the low end of of measles, but more than twice of what COVID was, the COVID that we knew a few months back. This is bad, of course, because it spreads around. There's another reason that's bad. Uh, It's factored into the whole herd immunity thing. You may have heard talk about that too, this idea that there's a certain percentage of people that when they're immune, either from having had the virus or from a vaccine, that when you reach that percentage, the the, the uh, virus will start to die out and, and go away and, and eventually leave you, except for if it's got uh, animal reservoirs or if there's parts of the world where it's still hiding out, you know, places where it's hard to get vaccines to, which is what we're dealing with, with measles and with, polio currently, the, the parts of the world that we still haven't completely knocked it out and so it can make resurgences from those parts of the world. Well, we were hoping to reach that herd immunity, which was estimated to be somewhere between 60 and 70%. If 60 to 70% of people got either vaccinated or vaccinated plus the people who've 
actually had the disease, we'd be able to see the numbers go down over time and actually go away. And we had been seeing numbers go down with so many people having been vaccinated. But with Delta variant, it changes. It changes the percentage of people needed to be vaccinated or immune um, in order to reach that herd immunity. And, and it happens because of two things. One is because of decreased efficacy of the vaccine. The vaccine doesn't work as well against Delta variant as it did against the earlier one. So for example, the Pfizer vaccine, which in uh, some studies was found to be around 93.7% effective is by the study that was just published in New England Journal of Medicine this week, 88%. So down from 93 to 80%. 93.788%, that's a 5.7% decrease in efficacy against it. Still good, but not as good. And so the number that we need to reach herd immunity goes up when that happens, as it also does when the reproduction rate goes up or doubles. So <laughs> reaching herd immunity is, uh, it's a challenge. We'll just say that. All, all this information it brings us to a place where we, we see a race, a race between getting people vaccinated, which we have vaccines every, and you know, right here where I am, I'm looking across Highway 49 and I can see across from Highway 49 where I am, two places that have pharmacies that have vaccine. One of them we checked and it said it has whichever vaccine you want and you can just walk in and get it. And that was Safeway. And then uh, Target, CVS, they, they have the vaccine also. So if you live in Auburn and you call Safeway, they are, at least by yesterday's check, they had Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and the Moderna vaccines available for you. So you could just go in and get them. And I can't encourage you stronger than I already am to do just that because we are going to see these infection numbers go up. And although you may say, oh, I'm fine, what about the people you could spread it to and who they could spread it to? Because and with, with a reproduction rate of six, <laughs> that can spread to a lot of people from you. Six people that you spread it to, 36 people that they spread it to. You know, chances are that one of them may not be able to put up with COVID as well as you can. So please uh, encourage people to get vaccinated. I also want to address something I've been seeing because I'm talking to patients every day and we do every day, even though most of our patients are vaccinated, thankfully, uh, even though that's the case, we still have patients who aren't getting vaccinated. And, and I hear, I, I've heard this a couple times, they refer to the vaccine as experimental. And this is because it's not achieved full FDA approval and, and we don't expect it to for at least another couple months. Um, the FDA has until January to make a decision on it and it's not guaranteed which way that decision will go. We think it will probably be full approval and we're hoping it'll be in a couple months because they're really making this a priority and uh, trying to get it done before January. And they should be able to in a couple months. And we do think it'll be approval. But until then, uh, yeah, yeah, you could call it ex experimental. But, you know, to, to think of getting the vaccine as involving yourself in it as an experiment is a, a falsehood. Uh, you're in an experiment already. It's just choosing whether you're going to be in the control or in the uh, the treatment trial. You're, you're in one arm or the other. Everyone is. And this data will be looked at by the CDC. Those of us in the trial arm rather than the placebo, or, well, you're not getting a placebo, are you? You're just getting simply not treated. Those of us in the trial arm are, are protected 
very well. Again, you know, I just said what the Pfizer came back at at 90 or 88 percent, even against Delta variant. Uh, Moderna is expected to be very similar because it's an mRNA virus. Again, you can get both of those at, at Safeway or any other pharmacy or not any pharmacy, but many pharmacies uh, in your area. We know right here in town we can get it. So you're, you're in one arm or the other of the study, treated or not treated. And you are based on the numbers and seeing how this is going to go up. You're going to get COVID if you don't have the vaccine. And you know what? Your chances are so much better with the vaccine than they are with COVID. It, it really is a 1% a mortality rate. That's, that's not a joke. That's not made up. That's what we're seeing. I have signed death certificates myself because of COVID, because it kills people. And a lot of, I've heard this also, I've heard people say, oh, well, it, it won't kill me. And apart from the argument I already gave about the, you know, 36 second generation people are going to get it if you get it. Uh, there's also the the healthy, you know, pharmacist in town in her 40s who died of COVID. A healthy person. So even though most fatalities are people who are vulnerable and somehow you think you're not, uh, there is still risk. And the more people are getting it and the numbers we're looking at, there's going to be a lot some healthy people are, are going to get really hurt by this, not even mentioning the post COVID that's really ruining some people's lives here for the last six months that I know. So please, if you haven't already gotten the vaccine, just go and do it right now. Every, every reason is for you to do it. As far as false sources of information that people are listening to, um, please do listen to my podcast about how to, uh, separate truth from fact about COVID. It gives you some great tools for being able to identify what is trustworthy sources of information versus untrustworthy. And those are tools that we really, really need Americans to have right now. You're listening to a Dr. Vaughn Medical Podcast. You would probably love the Auburn Medical Group YouTube live stream. See Dr. Mark Vaughn and Dr. Gwen Vaughn every Monday afternoon at 4.30 Pacific time. They discuss timely medical topics and answer questions from the live stream chat during the show. Where else can you ask your medical questions every week and get answers from real medical doctors? You'll find them on the Auburn Medical Group channel on YouTube every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening to today's update. Be sure to be subscribed to not miss future updates and stay in good health.